With the Premier League returning to action this week, American soccer fans will once again be closely watching Christian Pulisic. Pulisic! Yeah! What an evening for Christian Pulisic! But there's another young American who has been turning heads in Europe as well. Gio Reyna has emerged as American soccer's next great hope. Today, the athletic Sam Stasekel joins us to discuss the meteoric rise of the 17-year-old, how he is closely following in Pulisic's footsteps, and how a family tragedy has helped to drive him toward greatness. They've carried on the best that they've, that they've been able to, and, and now Gio is kind of carrying Jack with him. From Wondery and The Athletic, I'm Anders Kelto. And I'm Kavitha Davidson. It's Thursday, June 18th, and this is The Lead. It felt like something great was happening. There was just something about the emotion and that moment. The failures of the past don't matter because we've got this guy now. I have never seen anything like that. That's not good news. This isn't a story where you interview the athlete and go home. It stays with you. If your home security system is so complicated you never use it, it's probably a good sign that it's pretty bad. That's a problem SimpliSafe spent a decade fighting against, because they believe simple is safer. SimpliSafe is the home security system for right now, when feeling safe at home has never been more important. SimpliSafe was designed to protect your entire home while being really easy to use. After you order online, you just open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house. Ed from here at Wondery in Los Angeles said he couldn't ask for a better system. The installation was simple, quick, and he says he sleeps like a baby, knowing his home is protected. Simply Safe was named Best Overall Home Security of 2020 by U.S. News & World Report, and their 24-7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch start at 50 cents a day. Head to simplysafe.com lead and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com lead to make sure they know who sent you. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to The Lead ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Apple Card is the perfect cash-back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So Sam, could you describe Gio Reyna as a player? He's a really interesting player because he can play all over the attack. Drops it into Gio Reyna, who scores. A fine moment for the academy star at Borussia Dortmund, Gio Reyna. So he can play as a target striker, kind of a classic number nine. He can play on the wing, um, and that's where we've seen him a lot for Dortmund thus far. He can also play a little bit off the line, more as a second forward or even as a number 10. Gio Reyna with some superb foraging. And then an unstoppable finish. 
So he can really he can take guys on on the dribble. He has he's a good finisher. Um, he can get to the end line and and provide assists. Um, he can he can do pretty much everything in the attack. And what's he like as a guy, as a kid, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a pretty humble kid, pretty quiet, pretty soft-spoken with, with most people. I mean, I'm pretty quiet and very relaxed, so to make some friends in the beginning was a little difficult and to adapt to this new culture, but of course everybody here has been very friendly and uh, very open and very welcoming, so... One thing that I got told from one of his teammates and Joe Scally, who's who's one of his best friends, was that when you first get to know Gio, he's pretty low key. But when you when you do kind of break down that wall, he's a little bit of the class clown and he won't shut up. So there's that aspect to him. But I don't think he shows that to too many people. We can't talk about Gio Reyna without talking about his dad. Can you remind us of the legacy of Claudio Reyna? So very simply, Claudio Reyna was one of the greatest players in the history of the U.S. men's national team. He went to UVA, had a stellar career in college, then 94 World Cup, uh, and then straight into Europe. Off Festivals, and it is Morena, and Manchester City have the equaliser. Incredible, incredible player. He was the best 11 guy at the 2002 World Cup when the U.S. made their run to the quarterfinals. Reina with the corner. And a save on the line by Khan. Probably could have hit greater heights if not for some pretty persistent injury problems, um, but remains uh, one of the best players in U.S. men's history. And Gio Reyna's mother, Danielle Egan, also no slouch as a player. No. Um, so she played at the University of North Carolina, complete powerhouse in women's soccer. 90. 91, 92, and now 1993, the national champions, the dynasty continues. Won the NCAA title all four years when she was in school and made six appearances with the women's national team, all of which came in 1993. She actually went over to Germany with Claudio, so her career kind of took a backseat, but she did make a go of it a little bit in Germany even then. But yeah, not many families like that out there with men's and women's national teamers in the house. Tell us about Gio Reyna's earliest days as a soccer player. What was it like for him growing up in that house with two superstar soccer parents? So talking to Claudio um, about this, they, they never really put any pressure on any of their kids to go play soccer. This is a typical kind of athletic American household where the kids are running around playing basketball, playing football, golf. Gio had an older brother named Jack, um, a few years older than him. His friends would always come over, and as as happens with older and younger brothers, right? The older brother's friends come over, they're playing in the yard, the younger brother tags along, right? And Gio was always very athletically gifted, um, so he could more than hold his own with Jack and his buddies. And those games, in my conversations with Claudio, really served to help Gio along. He said that they were they were best friends, basically. And Tim, walk us through the tragedy that the family experienced. Jack was sadly diagnosed with cancer in, in May 2010, and he was only 11 years old. Um, and it was stage four cancer, a rare, aggressive form of brain cancer that's usually diagnosed in elderly men. He ended up going into remission about a year later, in April 2011, 
but the cancer came back in that December and and it was too far advanced for doctors to be to do anything at that point and he ended up passing away um, in July 2012 only 13 years old one thing Claudio said is that, you know, the pain sort of subsides. It's not as, it doesn't take up as, as big a part of, of your being, of your daily experience as time passes, but the grief never goes away. It's always there and it, and it shapes them. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's always a part of all of us and certainly it's a part of, of Gio. It's one of these things that I think we all know, but we don't talk about all the time. So it's, it's certainly a big, a big drive of it motivation. So Gio, doing what he's doing now, and Claudio kind of mentioned this, is, you know, he's sort of carrying the legacy a little bit. Um, You know, that's not why he's doing it. Of course, he's doing it for himself and because he loves it. But, you know, him being out there is in its own little way, a way for him to honor his, his brother. So Sam, tell us a little about how Gio came up through the soccer ranks. So he followed his dad, Claudio, to New York City FC. So Claudio took over there as sporting director shortly after the club was announced in 2013. And Gio was a part of their first ever academy teams. And he was a major part of those teams for the entire time he was there. So his big kind of breakout month was in April and and May of 2017. So he was 14 at this time. And he was playing for the New York City under-16 teams. And they won the Generation Adidas Cup. And Gio was named the best player of the tournament. And then he immediately pretty much hopped on a plane to Italy where he was going to meet up with the U.S. under-15 national team for something called the Torneo della Nazione. He captained the U.S. in that tournament. He had four goals and four assists in five games and scored a winner um, to give the U.S. a 2-1 win over England in the tournament championship. Fuentes per Reina. Reina l'occasione di far vincere gli Stati Uniti. Reina per la vittoria! Reina non sbaglia! Di fronte a Molden e incrocia perfettamente il gol del 2-1. Talking to some of his teammates, they were joking about how scouts from UNC and the University of Virginia were there and and those are the the schools that Gio's parents went to and how you know which which way he was going to go and by the end of that month he's firmly on the radar of some of these big European clubs and and college um, and playing college soccer seems completely silly and so once there was all this international attention lavished on him how did he end up at Borussia Dortmund to go to a European team, it's complicated for American players because you have to have uh, you, you either have to be 18 or you need to have a European passport. Um, and Gio was able to get a European passport, a Portuguese one, uh, through his grandparents on Claudio's side and was able to sign for Dortmund um, on his 16th birthday. Of course, there was a lot of other interests there. Clubs in England were rumored to be in the mix and, of course, New York City FC. And that's a little bit awkward, right? Your dad is the sporting director, essentially the GM of this team. You're the biggest prospect in American soccer. And if you go to New York City FC, maybe you'll get to play earlier and you can not only do big things in your career, but you know, you can do big things for your dad's career too. And I talked about that with Claudio and and he was very upfront that, you know, he was a dad first. I was a dad first and and, uh, he was going to be making the decisions, you know, and I can just give him my advice. Like, there's no pressure from home. And he wanted Gio to make the decision that was best for Gio and the decision that he felt most comfortable with. And I think that's something that, you know, if we're being honest, 
with ourselves. That's something that I think any of us would do. And why did they choose Dortmund? Yeah, so a big part of it is is Christian Pulisic. He started his career, moved from Pennsylvania, Hershey, Pennsylvania, to Dortmund when he was 16. Um, like Gio, he was able to get a European passport through his grandparents as well. And he went over there and he broke through at the age of 17 and had a bunch of success and played a ton of games and then got bought by Chelsea for around $75 million in the summer of 2019. He's the one who really made that possible and made us believe that we can do this, so... Yeah, he really opened the door for a lot of us. You know, there is a stigma against Americans still in Europe when it comes to playing soccer. And, you know, Pulisic was a little bit of proof of concept, not only for Dortmund to go out and sign another American in Gio Reyna, but for Gio Reyna to look to Dortmund and say, this is a club that's going to give me a fair chance. And Sam, you wrote about two big moments in Gio Reyna's young career, both of them coming earlier this year. Could you describe each of those for us? So the first came on February 4th in a German Cup game that Dortmund ended up losing. And you should really go watch this if you can, because my words won't really do it justice. Reyna picks up the ball and he skips past one defender. He glides past another. He cuts in on his right foot and just fires this curling shot. It's really like a violent curl. And he puts it into the top corner. Reyna tries his luck on. Oh, good dribbling. Beautiful goal! Oh, You know, he's 17 in like three months at this point. And then two weeks later, you know, on a much bigger stage, he's playing in the Champions League, uh, knockout rounds against Paris Saint-Germain. And he picks up the ball in space, turns, takes a, t- a couple of dribbles towards goal, and, and, and finds Erling Haaland, who smashes one home from about 25 yards out. Haaland! Oh, that's magnificent! Sensational! You know, he's playing in the biggest possible moments that Dortmund can have as a club. And not only is he playing, he's putting up goals and assists. And, you know, he's being talked up by his head coach. You know, he said earlier this week, uh, Lucien Favre, the, the head coach, he's a huge talent. I'm happy to be working with him. He understands football, very clever, runs properly, defends properly. What he's doing at 17 is fantastic. So they're not afraid to hype this kid up. And sometimes you see that with young players, coaches kind of tamping expectations down. Um, they don't do that with Gio Reyna. They believe in him and uh, they believe he's going to be a big star. And what has Gio Reyna had to say about his success so far? Like most 17-year-olds, he's not super forthcoming, not super um, not super outgoing in that way. Uh, it was a perfect start for me so far. And this is next four years. I need to learn a lot. And hopefully I uh, keep playing more and more and get some starts and become a regular for the team. But yeah, he's been pretty low-key about it, pretty humble, you know, head straight on his shoulders, just kind of looking for the future and understanding that while he is accomplishing really pretty incredible things for a 17-year-old, in the grand scheme, he hasn't accomplished anywhere near what he wants to. And last question, Sam. There are so many talented young soccer players who end up fizzling out. Is Gio Reyna really the next great American star? If I were to put money on it, then yes, I would put money on Gio Reyna. There are a million different things that can happen, right? He could get injured. He could decide he likes partying. He could just not work that hard. But he's got all the talent in the world. Um, He seems to have a good head on his shoulders. He certainly has the family background uh, to help him through this process. You know, there's no sure things 
in soccer. Um, but I think he's as, as close to a sure thing as you can get. Well, Sam, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me on. You can read Sam Stasekol and Raphael Honigstein's profile of Gio Reyna at theathletic.com. From Wondery and The Athletic, I'm Anders Kelto. See you tomorrow. Yo, Trey. Yeah, Kevin, what's up, man? I was just thinking, what would have happened if Drew Brees didn't fail his physical with the Dolphins and ended up playing under Nick Saban in Miami? There's a good shot the Finns establish a dynasty. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick probably don't become goats, and Tuscaloosa doesn't become the center of the college football universe. That's a butterfly effect for real. Hey, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. We're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Sorry, Marshawn, still too soon. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.